everyone. Welcome to another edition of Daily in the Word. This is Rich Chassie, your host and teacher. Today we're going to be in Philippians chapter 1, again, beginning in verse 20, reading through the end of the chapter in verse 30. Today we'll be coming across several passages of Scripture, several verses, some that you may have memorized down through the years. Certainly the book of Philippians is known for having several different portions of it that are memorable, that people have memorized again down through the years. That's certainly true for me, and I hope that as we go through some of these familiar passages that you too will be drawn to the importance of the message that's being shared and just how significant those messages are in our lives. So let's go ahead and begin reading in verse 20 of Philippians chapter 1. I eagerly expect and hope that I will in no way be ashamed, but will have sufficient courage, so that now, as always, Christ will be exalted in my body, whether by life or by death. For to me, to live is Christ, and to die is gain. If I am to go on living in the body, this will mean fruitful labor for me. Yet what shall I choose? I do not know. I am torn between the two. I desire to depart and be with Christ, which is better by far. But it is more necessary for you that I remain in the body. Convinced of this, I know that I will remain and I will continue with all of you for your progress and joy in the faith, so that through my being with you again, your boasting in Christ Jesus will abound on account of me. Whatever happens, conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. Then whether I come and see you, or only hear about you in my absence, I will know that you stand firm in the one Spirit, striving together as one for the faith of the gospel, without being frightened in any way by those who oppose you. This is a sign to them that they will be destroyed, but that you will be saved, and that by God. For it has been granted to you on behalf of Christ not only to believe in him, but also to suffer for him, since you are going through the same struggle you saw I had and now hear that I still have. As Paul talks about the very real life and death circumstance that he is facing, his love for these Philippian believers still comes through. He expects that he will be dismissed from this current predicament that he finds himself in, and yet at the same time he understands that His very life is at stake. It's interesting to note from a historical perspective that Paul does get released from his bondage in Rome, and he goes about traveling, and most think that he eventually traveled to Spain and presented the gospel there, perhaps planting churches there, that he did get to revisit some of these churches, uh, like, for instance, in Philippi and some of the other ones that he had written to but that he was once again arrested and brought back to Rome. And that second time under his house arrest in Rome was the time that he was executed for his faith in Christ. But at least under this current 
imprisonment in Rome, he was eventually going to be released. But he didn't know that at the time that he writes this, and so it's interesting that as he does, he's not sure what it is that he wants or what will be the final outcome, and either way, he expresses his faith in Christ. He expresses his confidence that God would do according to his will and that he would be content either way. And so he says, I know that I will have sufficient courage, again, verse 20, so that now, as always, Christ will be exalted in my body. That's ultimately what Paul said he wanted, whether by life or by death. And then verse 21 is one of the famous portions of Scripture. For to me, Paul said, to live is Christ. In other words, if I go on living in my body, to serve Christ is what his life would continue to do. And then to die is gain, that he would get heaven, that he would see Jesus face to face, and all of his striving in this life would be over. Verse 22, if I'm to go on living in the body, that would mean fruitful labor for me and benefit for the people in Philippi, for all the people indeed that Paul would come into contact with. And he says, what shall I choose as if he's the one who has the choice? He, he doesn't. He knows that. But he says, I'm torn between the two. I desire to depart and to be with Christ. And certainly he would have sensed the reality of that. Sometimes as Christians, we may struggle with facing death. But Paul is assured that in his death, he would see Christ. And we can have that same confidence because of what he has done, not because of anything we have done or ever could do. It's all because of Christ. Paul recognized that, and the sooner that we recognize that, the more deeply that we recognize that, the more comfortable we would be with the idea of our home going to be with Jesus in heaven. He says in verse 24, it's more necessary for you, the Philippians, that I remain in the body, that he would go on to continue to be a blessing for those Philippian believers. And then in verse 25, he says, Convinced of this, I know that I will remain, and I will continue with all of you for your progress and joy in the faith, so that through my being with you again, your boasting in Christ Jesus will abound, that they would continue to praise, or as Paul says, boast. It just It's another way of saying praise. Their, their praise for Christ would overflow, abound because of Paul continuing to be of service to them. And then, in verse 27, he says this, Whatever happens, conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. And certainly Paul would say that to all of us, that there is a command for all of us to conduct ourselves in a manner worthy. And it's an interesting way that that's said, the way that it's translated into English, there is a single Greek word here, uh, polytuomai. It is the word, we get our word politics from it, or the word citizen from it. And these Philippian believers would have understood the concept of citizenship. As, As believers, our citizenship is in heaven, and that's what Paul is emphasizing here. Philippi was a Roman colony. The people that lived in Philippi enjoyed the benefits of 
being citizens of Rome, even though they weren't in Rome proper. And that's because of its designation as being a colony of Rome. And many retired soldiers would go to Philippi and settle there and enjoy the benefits of their citizenship, their Roman citizenship. And with that picture in mind, Paul now talks about their citizenship and talking about living in a manner worthy of that citizenship in heaven by representing the gospel of Christ here on earth. And that speaks to me, that speaks to us, it should, in the sense of how we as believers, our citizenship is in heaven, and yet we are to conduct ourselves in a manner worthy of representing Christ here on earth in the country that we live in. Sometimes we can have a a sense of pride about the nation that we live in, That is not misplaced necessarily, but yet at the same time, our involvement in the things of this world and representing Christ in those things of this world becomes an important aspect about the way that we live, about the way that we carry ourselves. It strikes me that the word here that's used is the word for politics. And normally we, we talk about as believers not wanting to get involved in politics. And yet there's something that I read today that makes me think about this all the more, that it's not so much that we have become more involved in politics, but that politics has become more religious in nature, more immoral in nature. And we need to stand for, as what he talks about, as he goes on to talk about here, he says, whether I come and see you or only hear about you in my absence, I will know that you stand firm in the one spirit, striving together as one for the faith of the gospel. So we should stand for the things that are right, that are true, in the way that we carry ourselves, the world that we live in. He goes on, he says, you should do this without being frightened, verse 28, in any way by those who oppose you. This is a sign to them that they will be destroyed. And we need to not just stand firm in our faith, but also in a way that represents Christ, that presents the hope that we have in Christ. This world is not our hope. Politics, in that sense, is not our hope, but our hope is in Christ, and we need to represent that in the world that we live in, because we will be saved, he says at the end of verse 28. We will be saved, and that by God, it is not by ourselves that we are saved. For it has been granted to you on behalf of Christ, not only to believe in him, we are saved, we have faith because of Jesus Christ but also to suffer for him. And it's true. We have not been suffering at all for our faith in this country that we live in, but certainly there are people across our world who are suffering for their faith in Jesus Christ. And we ought to recognize that we we should be praying for them and supporting them in any opportunity that we have, for they are fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. We may belong to a different country, here on earth, 
but we are all fellow citizens of heaven related to the family of God through Christ. He talks about how these Philippian believers are going through some of the same struggles that Paul had and how he still has that. And persecution was something that these Christian believers suffered through in, in all parts of, of Rome and later on in other parts of the world as well. And so we need to faithfully pray for and support believers all across the globe. Lord, we thank you so much. We thank you for your word. We thank you for how it communicates to us. I pray that we would have that same mindset that Paul demonstrated here, that whether we would die soon and get to be with you and how wonderful that would be, or whether we continue to go on, that we would view that going on in this life as all the more opportunity to be faithful to you, to serve you, to represent you in the world that we live in. I pray that that we would understand just how wonderful what our next life will be a gain for us, will be something that will be beyond anything that we could ever imagine, how wonderful it will be to be in your presence, Lord, to see you face to face, and to know that sin would no longer mar our existence. Lord, I pray that we too would be a people who would boast, who would praise in Christ Jesus, and that we would support our fellow believers who are representing the gospel of Jesus Christ in a way that represents you. I do pray, Lord, that we would conduct ourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ, that we would represent ourselves as citizens of heaven and also as citizens of the nation that we live in, and that we would represent Christ, that we would stand for the morals and the ethics and the principles that would honor you, that we would stand opposed to the things that are immoral, the things that are not right, the things that come from the pit of hell. And Lord, I I pray that we would recognize our role of being salt and light in the communities that you have placed us in. So Lord, thank you. I pray that we would again represent you as faithful believers in the world around us that people would see that we have a hope that goes beyond the grave. We have a hope that lies in heaven with you. And we thank you for that, Lord. Lord, we do pray for those believers across the globe who are suffering and being persecuted for your name's sake. Lord, I pray that you would bless them, that you would help them to know that you are with them, that you would ease the burden that they face and that they would be all the more bold, that we would be all the more bold to share our faith because of what you have done for us, Lord. So today, Lord, we say we love you, and we praise you, and we ask all of these things in Jesus' name, the name of our Savior. Amen. Well, thank you again for listening in today on Daily in the Word. 
I pray that as we make our way through the text, that we would allow the text to speak to us, allow the text to help us to understand what God was trying to instruct these Philippian believers, the Philippian church through Paul, that these are God's words spoken through Paul and given to the church there at Philippi first, and then ultimately to you and I here today, 2,000 years later, that we would recognize that we have a role in representing Jesus Christ here on the planet during our lifetimes. Again, thank you for listening, and thank you for sharing this podcast with people in your world, in your community, helping us to spread the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, with those who need to hear it. We'll see you again next time here on Daily in the Word, and in the meantime, have a great day.